This episode of our podcast is brought to you by Doolaban Insurance. If you live in Ontario, Canada, and are looking for the best price and coverage for your Tesla, give Doolaban a call at 1-855-385-4226 or visit their website at doolabaninsurance.com slash Tesla. Hey everyone, welcome again to another edition of the Tesla Owners Online Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Page, and I'm joined by my two compatriots, Mr. Ian Pavelko and Eric Camacho. Gentlemen, how's everybody doing this evening? Hello. Hello, hello. Doing fine. We have a disembodied Eric because apparently his camera's not working today. Uh, the worst. <laughs> Are we going to see that little graphic of him on the screen? When no, the I actually locked it down, so we're only going to see you tonight. But we will oh. hear the disembodied voice of our good friend. I, have a, I have a face for radio. oh goodness um we have to start the show we we have some tesla news we'll get through it uh we have an inordinate amount of um viewer and listener questions what word was that inordinate inordinate thank you (laughs) say that five times fast yeah say it five times fast anyway so we want to thank everybody for uh chiming in uh, for sending in the uh, viewer and listener questions. We've got a lot of them we want to get through tonight. So we'll just get through some of the Tesla news. and stuff. But before we do that, Ian just got in a little bit late here so, but because you had two things that were going on. You were you were telling us just before we started recording, you were, you were showing your, your car to someone? Yeah. I, as you can imagine, uh, we talked about it on last week's show, but um, we got the... Um, we now have the Model 3 as part of the uh, federal rebate program here in Canada. So for people in Quebec, this is unbelievable. We now have $8,000 rebate from the uh, Quebec government, another $5,000 now coming in from Canada. Model 3 now qualifies. So like Katie, bar the door, it's gone bazurko here. So uh, two things. Um, we had the EV show in Montreal this weekend where we just got absolutely swamped. And at the same time, I had a lot of personal requests. People were like, you know, like I'm, I was really on the fence, but now is the time I'm going to pull the trigger. So a buddy of mine I've known for about 40 years uh, pulled the trigger on an SR Plus on Thursday. He's just over the moon. He he can't wait to get it. Uh, he's driving his wife absolutely insane. Of course, that's all he talks about now for As the last does. 72 <laughs> hours. And then I had uh, a colleague at work whose boyfriend was super interested in this. Again, it was just the thing he needed to push him over. So uh, we went out and had dinner, and then I let him drive it, and he's just head over heels in love with it. That's what you got to do. you got to put him yeah. behind the wheel, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butts and seats, there is no substitute. You can talk till you're blue in the face about this car, but until you actually drive it, that's that's what does it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. But so how, that was, but how was the show, though? Tell us about the show. The show was unbelievable. I mean, um, we've had... Um, an electric vehicle show now, a dedicated one, separate from the car show in Montreal for three years now. This is the third incarnation. The first year was quite quiet. They got around 12,000, 13,000 people. It was small in scale. It was started to feel it out. Last year, things started rocking. We got around 22,000, 23,000 people out, which was quite respectable. And then this year, we cracked 25. We're almost 26,000, so another 10% again. Um, it felt like more to me. I don't know. Maybe there were a lot of freebie tickets they didn't count. But, mm-hmm. man, we just got swamped. And... Um, one of the reasons was it turned out um, we had the only Model 3 in the house in our booth. There was no Model 3s on display anywhere except in the gate entrance. So when you were coming up the stairs, like to getting an admission, there was a beautiful red Model 3. I actually tweeted out. Um, I saw that picture. Exactly. Our um, 
uh, one of the Tesla Club Quebec guys had it there, and he was modeling his little um, charge cover protector. And we, we, everybody's thinking, oh, cool, I, I can't wait to get to the show and see that. Well, there was no other Model 3 to be seen except mine, which was in the Fast Wheels booth. So, you know, like there's this tsunami of people just coming into the booth type of thing, like not even aware that we're selling wheels. <laughs> so <laughs> it's nice that we had the traffic, but it was only halfway through the conversation. What do you think? Oh, you're not with Tesla. What do you do? Well, it's something to do with these round things on the car. So it's okay. I mean, it, it served the purpose. Um, but I think I spent about half my time selling Model 3s and half my time selling wheels was about how it worked out. <laughs> but there was huge interest, I mean, from all the manufacturers and particularly for Model 3. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy, crazy how many people are like, yeah, this is it. This, this just made the difference for me. The only thing that was a little disappointing is I talked to a lot of people and Tesla were not doing a phenomenal job of explaining how they restructured the pricing in Canada. Um, because as we all know, they created this, what I call the fictitious, it's not fictitious, you can buy it, but who's going to buy a $44,999 car with a hundred? It's, it's our version of a compliance car. It's exactly what it is. It's a compliance Model 3. So it has 90 miles, a whole whopping 90 miles range for forty-five grand. No, but the minute that car exists, it means we can now sell the SR Plus with yeah. 380 kilometers or 240 um, miles of range for 53,000. And what happened to a couple of my friends is they had originally reserved the, the base SR at 47.5. And then they walked into the showroom last week and they're told, mm, sorry, your car doesn't exist anymore. You're getting this 90 mile range version. And they're like, well, how do I get back, you know, the, the full 240 or 220 miles of range? Well, the 220 is gone. You can't buy that in Canada. You have to buy the 240 mile or 380k range, but that's going to cost you 10,000 more. And they're like in a state of shock. Like, I mean, my mm -hmm. friends, one couple left in tears are like, well, we don't understand. And I said, oh, no, no, no. They're not explaining it correctly. It isn't that much more. When you break it down, yeah, the car goes from 47 or, you know, 5 to, to 53. But out of that you know, additional 8000 in the price of the car, you're getting back five from the Canadian government, which you didn't have last week, yeah. and you're getting autopilot. So basically, it's costing you $1,000 more. Oh, yeah, and you're getting 40 kilometers more range. And oh, yeah, you're getting a better sound system and heated seats da, 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 for 1000 bucks. So I, I, you know, everybody in Tesla Canada, if you're listening, you, you got to do a better job. Like, make a little make a little chart. Explain this to people because it's it's a hell of a deal, but they don't, People are not grasping this. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's how it was. But yeah, but the, the the show was great. We had a huge amount of traffic, and of course, the the big deal for us was it was the launch of our new EV line. We're um, launching three models, which are EV specific. Uh, the big flagship piece being the EV zero one. Uh, for all of you who chimed in on the uh, focus groups, the um, the, uh, the testing that we did with that uh, on the polls as to the design and how it was going to work. Thank you so much for everybody who participated. It was really helpful. So we did a 3D printed model of the wheel. We had it flown up from California, full scale, just in time for the show. And it was a huge hit, except that everybody wanted to pick it up and run around with it. It's, I know. That costs, <laughs> it's a beautiful wheel. It cost a lot of money to print that. Do not mm -hmm. touch. Yeah. But, yeah. but it was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. We got great reaction from it. Uh, really couldn't have been more thrilled with how everything turned out. Well, I'll put links to the in the video description, and I'll put some pictures up in post for you guys so that uh, you know exactly what Ian's talking about, of course, because if you don't follow him on Twitter, you would never know what these things look like. But no, they, exactly. Thank they, you, They Trevor. look really good. They look really good. I mean, if you're looking for, uh, like, an alternative, because it is really an alternative for the 18-inch aero wheels, um, they look really great. I mean, especially if you want a winter set or something like that, or keep your arrows and put winter tires on it, that type of thing. 
Um, any idea on price yet, Ian? Or you're not disclosing that yet? Well, yeah, it's let's call it. Uh, we'll we'll have the exact pricing out in mid uh, mid to late summer. I mean, um, retail will be probably about 300 Canadian a wheel, but of course, you know online and in, in stores it'll sell for less so probably somewhere in the mid twos is what we're targeting for the 18 inch um we're also going to be doing deal, actually well yeah compared to anything oem um yeah. and you know then and we're, we're really hoping we're going to get performance close to the oem arrow wheel we're going to be doing testing most likely at the transport canada research facility believe it or not i just got a line on that so we might be using their high speed test track to do all the aero validation testing and then you know so once i have the first production set we'll we'll be publishing some numbers and uh telling people exactly how it works but yeah mid 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 summer i think we should be able to give you pricing and delivery should be somewhere late september awesome well thanks for that update uh, that's what we're waiting for since you were a little bit busy but uh i appreciate that um Let's get into some of the news, of course. Uh, one of the first articles that we have here is uh, courtesy of ARK Invest. Now, if you guys don't know what ARK Invest is, uh, Elon was on their podcast some time ago, and he got talking about Autopilot. And uh, they just posted an article. Again, links to all of these things that we're talking about will be in the video in the uh, podcast or description so you can uh, read it for yourself. But essentially, uh, their article basically says that Tesla's self-driving computer is four years ahead of the competition. Um so they're basically rehashing a little bit of what uh, Tesla has uh, published, of course, on their autonomy day. Um, these guys are really good because they have a pretty good stake in what's going on with Tesla and stuff. I think they just recently bought even more stock on these guys. So they're very bullish on Tesla. So highly recommend you read this article. Um, you know, like I said, I'll put the link in the uh, video description and the podcast description. You can definitely uh, give it a good read. They do compare it against what uh, NVIDIA is doing, and that's kind of common knowledge as to what's going on in the industry. The consensus is uh, Tesla's um, architecture with the new FSD computer is purpose-built, whereas NVIDIA's, as good as, it, good as it is, it's more of a generic solution because they're selling the same, compu uh, excuse me, the same computer system, the Drive PX, if you will, uh, to other manufacturers, including companies like Volvo and stuff, and Audi, I think, has signed on for the same technology. So they have to be a little bit more hmm, generic in some ways. So, But anyways, we already know this. The Tesla FSD computer is the bomb. It's just a matter of uh, them getting the software. Um, I should mention, uh, if, if you're new to the podcast or you're new to the show or you're new to Tesla, the FSD computer is in production, is actually going into SNXs and 3s right now. So if you buy one of these new computer, uh, new cars... Um, that have been recently updated, chances are, not, in, not necessarily an inventory car, but if you order something custom, chances are you're going to get this new computer. Again, you can only use the new features if you buy FSD. Um, the cost of FSD includes the upgrade to the computer. A lot of us are kind of waiting for that still to happen and stuff. So anyway, just want to throw that out there. Uh, next article comes from, well, Tesla themselves, because Tesla has announced that they have an, uh, the standard uh, range now has a lease payment now of $399 a month, but there's a bit of a caveat. Um, I'm going to bring up the Tesla page here and just uh, get out of England. Let's go to US and see if we can bring this up here. So they have a lease payment. If I go down to payment here, uh, 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 uh here it is lease. After estimate, now I've got some options turned on this stupid thing here. Let me see if I can turn some of that stuff off so we can get the, I think it's my color. Standard range plus payment. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, there it is. $399 a month, $4,500 down, 36 months, 10,000 miles allotment. However, you have to remember at the end of the lease, you cannot buy out the car. 
you must return it to Tesla because they want it as part of their robo fleet, which is supposedly coming next year. So if you're looking at leasing a Model 3, it's available now in the U.S. No mention outside of the U.S. at this point. Again, regulatory affairs and stuff. I would suspect we will see this, at least in Canada, in the short, um, in the not-so-distant future, available in other markets maybe a little bit a little bit later and stuff. I think, you know, they got to get this stuff sorted out. But, um, yeah, anyways, I think that's uh, – it. Eric, that's the caveat we wanted to throw in there, right, was the was the lease return? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's also the matter of with the lower monthly payment for a lease, it's greater money up front to secure the car. So you are going to end up paying more up front, but that allows you to have lower payments in the end of the lease. But yeah, give, but turning in the car, I think, is the saddest day. The great, the great, like the antithesis <laughs> of getting the car when you finally get your chance to have it driving around for a while, and then it's like, all right, well, the uh, your lease terms are up. You have to turn the car in. But no, I want to keep it. Yes. No, no that's yeah. that's a, that's a that's a hard day. Be be very prepared if you're going to do the lease on the Model Three that you don't have a choice. You got to give that thing up. Yeah. But at least you can rent it. You can you can lease get another, another one. one. Exactly. You can get another one. And then who knows? It'll have better tech in it and maybe some yeah. different colors. And so not a bad deal, I don't think overall. Three ninety nine, forty. I mean that that is roughly. So I'm paying per month on my car, uh, shy of eight hundred a month. So the mm-hmm. lease would be almost. I think I did the math the other day. It was about. It's going to be forty six percent less than what I'm paying now. Hmm. So. And what's the now payment? Forty five hundred US. Forty five hundred. Okay. So, there you go. You can get a lease finally on Model 3. Elon did follow through on his promise that they were going to offer leasing in a few months. And, well, here we are. Check that Again, box. Yeah, check that box. That's right. All right. So, more stuff coming out. Uh, article uh, courtesy of Tesla Roddy. Uh, firmware um, 2019.16 is coming. Yes. Um, there have been some screenshots leaked of the... Let me see if I can bring up the picture here. Uh... And I remember, I think it was, I think you retweeted the the tweet that was mentioned in the story. Yes, yes, exactly. So uh, changes to the driving visualization. So the render of the car is actually a little closer in, and it changes. So depending on what you're doing, what autopilot's doing, it'll zoom in and zoom out. It's really quite neat. There are some YouTube videos you can look at that. There are some Sentry mode uh, improvements. So you'll be able to. uh, what Elon had tweeted out, I believe, which uh, automatic turn, uh, what did they say here? Safety and security on is switched on. You can exclude. Okay, so there are some exclusions as far as turning the sentry mode on because one of the biggest things that people were complaining about is always having to turn it on. So now you can turn it on in various different locations. So it's location aware, much like some of the other features on the car. Mm-hmm. There are some lane departure avoidances um, got, uh, coming into that. We talked about it, that, I think, last week. So that's part of this update. Um, some more languages, including Swedish, um, conditional speed limits in there, software update preference now. Uh, that's an update in there so that you can actually force the saf- uh, software downloads instead of them staging and stuff. So um, so it's an improvement of what's currently in the firmware because right now I can look at software on my car, but all it says is that you know, you're on the latest update, you can't get anything better. But now mm-hmm. there's another one there. You'll be able to pull pull some of the other stuff there too. So anyways, all, all is good. I mean, you know, the... Uh, Firmware updates keep coming fast and furious. There's lots of uh, changes coming and new features. I'm still waiting on some other stuff, of course. They haven't quite disclosed yet. So um, enhanced uh, salmon, I think it is. Still waiting for that. That's not happening quite yet. So uh, look for that fairly soon. Um, I had someone in service tell me that they were testing it internally. So it's probably just a matter of a handful of weeks before we see that. 
Um, and something to add here, this is uh, related to a tweet I saw earlier tonight from Elon, where they're now realizing how much more they can do with autopilot. So when a lot of that stuff is coming through the over-the-air updates, it's just making these firmware updates all the more impressive. When they go, well, here's a new feature. I mean, we thought the the two releases last week with the new safety features was a really big deal. But autopilot, they're discovering the power of this computer and all the different things they can do with it uh, all the time. So it's it's all the more impressive that they're able to make the cars not only more efficient and, and safer, but also make them... Um, uh, I guess I guess uh, more advanced in their technology all by updating their software. Yeah. Um, I remember them last year when they introduced the new autopilot computer. I think it was around about the second or third quarter. I forget when it was last year, what they brought on, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the heads of the autopilot team and stuff that he, uh, Elon had another gentleman and I, and I, and I apologize. I can't remember his name, but he was um, in charge of vehicle design and safety and stuff. And they said that they have some ideas as far as what they want to do with the self-driving computer um, that will do more uh, active safety. So I think, some of this lane departure stuff is part and parcel to that. I'm sure they want to do more stuff. I think they alluded to it if um, during the um, the autonomy day autonomy day presentation when they said where well, they can do predictive analysis of mm -hmm. pedestrians and stuff. So I think it's kind of falling in like the little pieces of the puzzle are starting to come together. So it's all looking good. I'm mean, looking, you know, uh, I, I had that conversation with someone yesterday talking about the cars, and they were they were all blown away by what I was telling about what's going what's going on with FSD. And I told them, look, it sounds like Jetsons and stuff, but the but the end goal here is not necessarily just FSD. It's all in the name of safety. So you have to look at what Tesla's doing in FSD. Um, you know, eventually all cars are just going to have this kind of technology because it'd be like seat belts and you know airbags and uh, traction control and ABS. I mean, these are just standard features you get on cars now. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of time before more and more cars have this technology. But I see it as a safety thing more more than anything. Right now, it's still early days because it does make mistakes. It's just one of those things. Yeah. But uh, it's all good. All right. Uh, let's move on here. Next article comes from Auto Express UK. Uh, they, just, they gave it a five-star rating. Uh, the Model 3... Reach date. Let me just bring up the page here so you can see what I'm talking about. Do it! Yeah, there we go. So the new Tesla Model 3 long-range review all-wheel drive 2019 UK review because, of course, they're available in the UK now. I'm just going to read the verdict because that's the most important part. <laughs> they say the Model 3 is in a class uh, of one at the moment, but that shouldn't detract from Tesla's achievements since it's first more affordable model. Yes, it's still pricey, but it's a car that drives brilliantly, looks great, seems to be built just as well as other cars at the same price, and it's full of the most advanced tech. All that adds up just to make it just about the coolest car you can buy right now, and I would agree. <laughs> so a good article if you guys want to read all about that. Um, you know, the Model 3 is setting records all over the place. I just saw another tweet, and I forget what it was from. Um, Germany, it's on fire. It's just, like, mm -hmm. not literally, <laughs> but uh, figuratively, figuratively. Uh, it's doing exceptionally well in Europe. Um, and you know what? We've been talking about this for some time. It does not surprise me in the least because, of course, with the cost of fuel in Europe, pent-up demand, um, you know, for the foreseeable future anyways, I think Model 3 is going to do fantastic over there. Something something in the story I wanted to point out here. It's towards the very end. If you read it, uh, we'll put the link in the, uh, the video description. But um, in their story, they said that uh, because this car will have CCS charging compatibility, which we've talked about uh, on a previous shows, but the stats they read out here, I think, are really important. So, uh, and I'm quoting from the story. On Tesla's own network, you should be able to charge this model. This, they had a, a long-range all-wheel drive. 
uh, to about 80% in around 30 minutes at a cost of around 14 pounds. Buying a similar range in a 50 mile per gallon diesel would likely set you back over 40 pounds at current prices. That's just astounding. Yeah. That, that alone is astounding. Yeah. I think most people are pretty smart. They're, they're doing the math and they're figuring mm-hmm. this thing because uh, fuel costs. I mean, you know, Canada, we pay more than you do in the U.S. for, for fuel. It's on average almost double. Uh, in Europe, it's easily three to four or sometimes five times more. Wow. So, uh, you know, when I see people in the U.S. complaining about gas prices, I'm like, guys, you have no concept of yeah. what, what it's like outside. I mean, you guys are so heavily subsidized on your fuel mm-hmm. or less taxes. I don't know which it is. Probably a combination of both. But, right. man, fuel prices outside of the U.S. are, are very, very expensive. And I think for a lot of people who look at the co- – I mean, I was around the gas station earlier this morning – and uh, the price of fuel, on average, for a low octane uh, gas is around two seventy five, two fifty. Depends on where you're going. Uh, here, um, I saw one gas station with premium gas about four dollars per gallon. Uh, but again, that's still remarkably cheaper than what you guys pay in Canada at a per liter rate. Which, if you were to make the comparison to gallons, it's, it's considerably more expensive. Um, and and the other thing I, I also think is. When I hear these stories about exactly how much the cost savings are, Tesla earlier this week, and we'll get to this Twitter feed in just a second regarding Tesla, but they tweeted out some statistics on the cost of ownership of cars, comparing Tesla uh, to other vehicles and showing that Tesla is basically number one, save for, I think it was like a very low-end Honda. Um, Honda Civic, I think, was a low one. But um, but yeah, you're, you, you really can't beat uh, going electric. Uh, in any capacity, but right now Tesla is certainly uh, leading the way in that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing exceptionally well. All right, Tesla's got a bona fide winner in their hands. What what more can you say? Cha-ching! Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep keep building those cars, guys, and keep getting the price down. All right, uh, the next article comes again from our good friends at Tesla Roddy. Um, driver profiles are soon to be tied to specific key cards. So this is the thing that a lot of people have been asking for. Bring up the article here. You guys can see what I'm talking about here. Um, Elon uh, responded to uh, Jack Patillo on uh, Twitter. He said, uh, Elon responded, yes, definitely, uh, to Jack's question. He says, any chance you could get a t- to try a, a tie a driver profile to their phone key? My wife and I share our three, and when I get in after her, I get my knees and my chest, and I forget to swap profiles. So much like the key fob on my car, it can be tied to a driver profile. So that's uh, that's very welcome. Hopefully we'll uh, see that. Hopefully not too short order. I mean, Elon jumped onto Twitter again today, and I had a chance to ask him a couple questions on some stuff. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's nice to see that, uh, as usual, he's taking feedback out from the people. Uh, Elon's been a lot quieter on Tesla <laughs> on Twitter lately. Um, we'll talk about more about that in a little bit, uh, in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I wonder why exactly. If, if we can expand on that for uh, a bit, Trevor, I didn't catch it. And I'm curious because uh, here in, in our news feed, you're saying to specific key cards that I get because the, the RFID against the pillar would, would lock it in, but is it also applicable to phones? And because if you had like, you know, a couple get into the car at the same time, they both have their phones. How would it know which phone to, to go off of? Um, they say tying in uh, save driver profiles to specific phone keys. They don't mention any mention of the actual phone itself because the phone, yeah, they, they could potentially do it to the phone as well because you're tying your phone via Bluetooth, and that's a unique signature as well. Mm-hmm. 
So um, right now they mentioned key cards. Hopefully they'll do it for the phones as well because I know the phone situation's a bit of a problem as well for a lot of people. Again, uh, for me, I have yet to see this fabled using my my phone as a key card, which was promised for SNX owners. But oh well. Oh, now I get what you're talking about. When you actually use it as a proximity device up against the pillar, you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Ah, uh, the card. Well, because there's the key card and there's using your phone in the same capacity, right? Yes, yes, exactly. So the key cards are NFC, but they have a unique signature. They have a unique serial number, if you will. Yeah, that, that or MAC address or whatever. Card. I just couldn't figure out if it's using the Bluetooth and you have two Bluetooth phones approach. How does it know which one? Now yes. I understand. Yes. So hopefully that's coming soon for the phones. I know it's a problem for a lot of people as well. But uh, hey, just the software update away, and Tesla has a lot on their plate, obviously with all the uh, software releases we've been seeing lately. All right, uh, the next one's a big deal because Tesla has finally, now I have to put a bit of a caveat on this, finally falling through on their fabled promise of offering a tow hitch on the Model 3. Uh, it is available in Europe. So I'm on the uh, UK page right now, and if you go to exterior, you'll see the option down here. It's 970 pounds. You can choose that, and it adds a capable of towing up to 910 kilograms. Uh, the tow hitch cannot be installed after delivery. You must order it with the car. My understanding, and I could be wrong on this, because Trevor's been wrong before, no. uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the laws in Europe require that hitches, I do believe, must come OEM with the car. They cannot be added after the fact. I could be wrong on that, but I believe that's what I've, I've read before. So that would explain that. And there is no sign of this tow hitch on the Tesla website, shop.tesla.com, because that's where you can buy accessories. Um, just for reference, uh, the Model X is the only other car that Tesla has made up until this option on the Model 3 that has an official towing capacity and a tow hitch. Now, at one time, there used to be a towing package, which was separately ordered with the car. And then you could order it through service. And then eventually it became standard on the vehicle. Mine came standard because at the time that's kind of the option that they offered at the time. Don't use it very often. I don't tow anything. I just put bike racks on it. Now, for those of you who are in North America who would like a hitch, there is a hitch available aftermarket until Tesla offers theirs. Um, I'm just going to bring up the website. It's Torque Lift Central. I'm going to bring it up here, and so you guys can. Can I just tell you if if you guys are not watching this uh, on YouTube and you're just listening to the podcast uh, in the way that I am, this is great radio. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm just going to pick the Model Three here, so you can see what I'm talking about. I'll just bring it up just to prove to you that there is such a beast. Are there not two manufacturers drive? It seems to me there's a second company. That makes uh, there could be. Uh, where is it? Oh, I didn't. Uh... You know what's great though? While you're looking that stuff up, I I think in in large part, uh, just as we see so many Apple accessories, um, and Amazon has their Amazon Basics line of stuff, you're gonna start. I think you're gonna start seeing more and more and more companies uh, get created or expand their existing product base the way that uh, MNX has uh, to accommodate for SX3, Roadster, Semi, yada yada yada, all the different Tesla solutions that they're gonna be out there. Uh, because there's just so many things that even now people will say, well, what about uh, handlebars and what about this and things that the cars didn't come with and go, a company might go, well, we'll we'll give you an accessory for that. We'll give you an aftermarket uh, product ad. And, and we're going to start seeing that um, expand, I think, in the next five to 10 years pretty quickly. So you're saying I'll be able to get a tow hitch on the Roadster? 
I don't know why you'd want to, but I guess if someone's so bold and great, why not? All right, here's the webpage. 2018 to 2019 Tesla Model 3 uh, Stealth, uh, Stealth Eco Hitch. It's uh, $399 US. Um, I, I know somebody who's who installs these close to my place. Um, I mean, it takes a little time. He charges a, a fee for it to put it in. He brings them in. Uh, but it, it's basically it's a it's a two inch or a two and a half or two and a quarter inch receiver. I forget what it is. You can pick during the checkout process. Um, it actually installs between the metal bumpers, so they got to take the plastic fascia off, which is you know you you know the the rear of the car. They take the bumper off, and it sandwiches between the bumper and in there. Um, so, anyways, and you can officially tow with this. It's uh, out of the box unless you buy the electrical kit for it. It's really designed for things like bike racks. They do have a option that you can pay, and I think it's 169 bucks extra. That gives you the wiring kit that you need. I have heard conflicting. Here it is. Here the trailer wiring bracket. No, not the bracket. Sorry about that. Harness is what you're looking for. Uh, here it is. It's it's a single link, one word. They call it the uh, the Takansha wiring harness for Tesla BMW i3. So on the forum, and I don't have a link here for us right now, but uh, I have heard rumors that. Someone was saying that it, they had some difficulty with it. So I don't know 100%. I would definitely, uh, if you're interested in this, definitely get in contact um, with Torqueless Central or EvanX sells this as well or whoever um, to double check with them before you purchase anything. But all is not lost. If you're looking for a tow hitch uh, function for the Model 3, is definitely available through a third party. So there you go. Because I know it's been everybody's been talking about it. I mean, it's since died down a little bit. Uh, but everybody was still talking about uh, what was going on with that. So there you go. Hitch is available. Speaking of which, another accessory just literally popped up today. And I've got the link here. Just got to pull it up here. It there is literally popped up. Yeah, it literally popped up. So there's a company called Tesla Offer. And they make, ta-da, a Model 3 Power Liftgate soft closing. Now, there's two prices because they have an option on here. That gives you the without the smart open and another one called the smart open with the foot sensor. So it's much like the Fords or the uh, uh, the GM products now, where you can wave your foot underneath the bumper and it causes it to open. So I have uh, I have the video up here and I, I don't want to play it too long here because I don't want copyright issues with people. I apologize. Listen, we're helping you out here. Please don't copy strike us for showing you the video. But it works with the built-in Tesla app. Here's the video. So they're just hitting unlock on the trunk, and they must have some kind of thing or something ties into the wiring harness that ties in with the catch release. But there you go. It's a power lift gate. It actually works. And they press the button again, and sure enough, the uh, trunk closes. So for those of you who are looking for that, uh, it is available. There you go. Lots of fun. That's one of the things a lot of people have been asking about. Oh, here's the foot. Oh, shoot. I forgot. Here, let me just show you the foot action. I missed the foot action. I always wondered with those foot things. I mean, if the vehicle's unlocked and your dog, your cat runs underneath, does it trigger it? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I've never had that issue with my Lincoln. My Lincoln had that. I will say it is very handy. Oh, yeah. I wish my Model X had that. Yeah. I like how it's handy when you don't have hands. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm in the habit now because I use the Tesla Stats app on my watch and my phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the habit of saying, hey, dingus, um, you know, open the trunk and it, and it works. So that works. But there you go. For a lot of you out there be looking for a power lift gate, there's an aftermarket product uh, available for that. It sells for, like I said, um, 
starting at five ninety five ninety nine US or six forty nine for the uh, soft clothes. They, there's an instant installation manual. Let me have a quick look at the installation manual PDF. Oh my, it's uh, oh yes. There's definitely a module, some lift gate, lots of wiring. Clickety click, barber trick. Plug it into the battery, grounding wire. Got to tap into the CAN bus left and right. Uh, two CAN bus wires. Uh, there's some definitely some power taps involved. So, unless you're handy like me, uh, we get a professional to install it. <laughs> Sage advice. Sage advice. There you go. Uh, by the way, Elon did confirm sometime, I think it was actually at the Model Y event, the Model Y will have a power liftgate standard or maybe part of the premium package. We don't know 100% yet, but for those of you who might just be asking, um, that's definitely confirmed. All right, moving along here. The next one uh, comes from our friends at Electric. The Tesla Tesla's announced a CCS adapter finally uh, for the Model S and the Model X. Uh, it will be offered one hundred and seventy dollars. Sorry, one hundred and seventy pounds, which is about one hundred and ninety dollars US. I always thought it would sell for about two hundred bucks, somewhere in there. Um, it's still not listed on their Tesla website. Um, they did say that they reached out to Tesla and they said that uh, they will make sure that uh, North American owners will have access to all compelling networks, but they have nothing to announce at the moment. So the adapter is definitely coming. So no word whether they're going to update the superchargers in North America to have a CCS cable along with the, what they've done for the Model 3 in Europe. Uh, so at least we'll be able to get an adapter for that. Um, certainly a much better deal than the Chatamo adapter. Yeah, no kidding. This is right? like less than half the price. So I think for you, Ian, this will be an awesome accessory for you to have when you travel out in the booties instead of paying for the Chatamo adapter, which is yet to be seen on the Model 3. And given that this adapter is coming, uh, we may not see it. Who knows? I hope they make it available for Model 3. I would too, but given the price discrepancy, why would you buy one over the other? given that most level three stations are actually dual yes oh no 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 i would take either I, you know and i prefer the ccs and it's a much more yeah, compact don't forget piece. this thing is rated 120 kilowatt yeah ccs usually taps out at about 50. yeah no exactly no so this, this is, is a better deal just bring it to model three already <laughs> <laughs> i'll buy one i would like to have that although sure, why not on that note, I mean, I think a lot of the Eastern Canadians were what we're really interested in is traveling to the Maritimes. And did you yes. see the? Uh, there's a station going live in uh, Nova Scotia quite soon. They're uh, they're getting their act yep. together out there. Yeah, they just need to go a little further because they don't have anything on the map uh, out on Cape Breton. Yep. We have we have family in Cape Breton, out in Sydney specifically, and we could really use one way out there because otherwise it's basically going to be Halifax, yep. and then you're in no man's land. The same thing in northern Quebec. Yeah, so there are some areas that they could certainly improve on. All right. Uh, before we get on to viewer questions, we've got uh, one more little bit here to talk about. I'm sure you guys have noticed uh, Tesla's Twitter account. <laughs> is now awesome. Is now totally and utterly rivaling um, Wendy's. Now, yeah. if you guys have never followed ah, Wendy's Twitter that. account, the, Wendy's Twitter account is savage. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when McDonald's had made a, uh, an announcement. I think it was a couple of years ago. <laughs> I got to bring up the tweet. You guys keep talking. I'm going to bring this up. It's hilarious. First of all, I like the fact, and, and I was thinking about what we could just call, call this segment of the show. And it's just, it has its own persona now. It has a personality. And, I, and there are so many great tweets that Wendy's and their social media team have had, whether it's... Um, 
just the sarcastic comments for people's tweets or, or, or subtweeting people. And, and it's just, it's, it's great marketing because you're not paying for anything other than maybe the employee who's tweeting the stuff. And then people are like, Ooh, that's savage. What a bird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and so now Tesla has this unique balance. It's almost as if they're taking on the, um, the persona of Elon, just like, we're going to have fun. It's just, we're doing it. We're just going to, we're going to get information out there. We're going to do it in a whimsical, funny way. And we're going to draw attention to it with a positive aspect, which is fantastic. Just, just so you know what we're, where we're going with this, here is the tweet that McDonald's put out in uh, March of 2017 and the Wendy's reply underneath. <sighs> Wendy McDonald says today we're announced. We've announced that by mid-2018, all of our quarter pounder burgers at the majority of our restaurants will be cooked with fresh beef. And <laughs> Wendy says, <laughs> do you still use frozen beef in most of your burgers or in all of your restaurants? Asking for a friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I loved oh, it. I loved it. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Tesla has, has Tesla's Twitter account has taken a page out of their book. And they haven't yeah. been quite savage, but they've been very witty and sassy. Mm -hmm. um, sassy is the right word. Yeah. Sassy is the right word, and it's it's just been brilliant. I, I highly encourage you if you're not on Twitter, please go look at Tesla's account and read yeah. for the last three or four days. Actually, it's, maybe the last week. It's it just some gold in there. There's yeah. some real gold. Mm -hmm. um, I, it's a breath of fresh air. I really love it. I'll, I mean, a lot of people were also saying, "Oh, is Elon behind the account?" And I don't think no, so. They've got somebody not, who's really annoying. Yeah, it's. I mean, Eric's right. There's an, a little element of his whimsical style, but uh, Elon. It's not goes, Elon's humor. It's different. No. No, no, it isn't. It's not nearly out on the fringe. It's much more mainstream, kind mm -hmm. of a little bit, you know, subtle, sarcastic or whatever. The the boring photo one is my favorite so far. Yeah, you know, where it's like, that let's see, viral. Yeah, 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 let's see some boring pictures of Tesla, and like everybody's putting their best pictures, you know, and like they come back like. I don't think you people understand the meaning of the word boring. <laughs> well, here's another tweet that they put out. It says, it says, we just opened our first store beyond the wall. Well, not quite, but it's the most uh, northernmost Tesla mm -hmm. store in the world in Tromso, Nor Norway. And then they replied underneath, and not a coffee cup in sight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones, uh, people. And I've only watched the one and only episode. So I get that one. Brother I get alert. that one. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I get that one. So anyways, uh, quite funny. Uh, very refreshing on Tesla because they were, I'll you know, call it a little bit more abundant on their Tesla account. On I mean, the, it's, uh, on it's the Twitter, seemed to Twitter be account. more of a marketing account, and and now it's taking it to a new level, which is great. Yes. Like it's it's nice because there are actual people behind these marketing campaigns, and again, it's another example of Tesla's not paying for marketing, and they're getting traction on their Twitter feed because more people are going. Whoa, what is this? This is some new convert. Who is handling their feed now? This is amazing, or this is hilarious, or well, that was not a very nice thing to say, but man, was that kind of funny. So mm -hmm. it's, it's all good. Yep. I love it. I'm we love it. Like if you, following. <laughs> if you if you if you follow Tesla on Twitter, you're like, this stuff is great. It's golden. You, you should. If you're on Twitter, I mean you should be following Tesla and Elon, of course. And us. And us. Obviously. And us. Obviously. No, sorry, as the kids would say, OBS. Yeah, OBS, okay. Yeah, nice OBVS, man, that's it. <laughs> Fine Lab has aligned protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather, carpet, plastic, and wheels, effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. 
FineLab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating? Check us out at FineLab.com, that's spelled F-E-Y-N-L-A-B, to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area. FineLab and Tesla, we were meant for each other. All right. Well, we got through the Tesla news. This is the part of the show where we answer your viewer and listener questions. Uh, yeah. For those of you who want to know where we get these questions from, well, we, uh, as we just spoke about, we do it on Twitter. So uh, usually the Wednesday or the Thursday, which is typically when we record our show, we'll put out a tweet uh, with a Google Forms uh, form where you can fill in and send in your questions. And we got so many of them this week. Thank you, everybody, for sending these in. Uh, let's get going here. First question comes from Kenneth. He says, when Sentry Mode, uh, Sentry Mode records an incident, do they automatically send the video to you? And the answer is no, not yet. Who knows? Um, for those of you who don't know, Sentry Mode requires you to use a USB key formatted FAT32. Most of them come that way, that way from the factory. Um, you must create a folder at the top level called Tesla Cam and Camel Case. So capital T, capital C, no spaces. And uh, Sentry Mode and the dash cam will automatically save the clips in there. Get a USB key, at least 32 gigabytes, because unlike the dash cam, the Sentry Mode will just keep filling up your, your, your chip. Um, so uh, the dash cam will store, I think it's the last, um, what is it, the last hour? I don't use mine, so. But anyways, and it will record over the oldest clips. Sentry mode, on the other hand, when it's triggered, just keeps filling up your chip. So eventually what's going to happen is if your chip gets too full, you're going to get a red X in your dash cam, and the only solution is to pull it out, put it in the computer, fold, you know, clear out the folder, and then uh, start over again. So get uh, as big one as, as, as possible. I know some people have been using solid-state drives in their cars. I, I don't know if you really need anything quite that large. I have a 128 gigabyte in my dash cam, but I use a Blackview, so it's a little different, but... Uh, I hope that answers your question, Kenneth. Um, guys, um, you guys don't use Sentry Mode? I don't. No, you don't, eh? Uh, neither do I. I haven't configured it yet. And I was actually mad at myself. I didn't configure it for the show. I thought it would be fun to see what's going on at Plus One Adventure at night. <laughs> but uh, Well, that's your Mission Impossible for next week, Ian. Yes, I promise to get that up and running. I know. I, know. I, I probably would use it if I had the ability of charging at home, which I don't. Uh, so I know how much energy it takes out of your battery and because of how much mileage I put on my car every day, which is at least 50-ish miles. Mm -hmm. um, and in the Florida sun, when you have to run the AC, woohoo, mileage comes oh, yeah. off. So yeah. uh, just for the sake of my charging situation, I don't. But thankfully so far, I have had no scratches. No one's tried breaking into my car. I've had no problems, knock on wood. Um, but yeah. The breaking I, I, thing seems to be very localized to California. You know, I, I would say, I'm not to say this doesn't happen everywhere else, but it's it's rampant in California because sure. they, no, 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 they, yeah. it's not enforced, right? The police don't do anything about it. To each their own. Yeah. All right. Second question comes from Ronald. He says, my friend in Montreal has ordered a Model 3 Standard Range Plus black with white interior. It's been more than two months. He has not gotten it yet. Are, uh, are any of those delays normal for Canada and Quebec? If so, how come he doesn't get any precise answer from Tesla? Well, first of all, you're not going to get any precise answer from Tesla because they will only call you when the car has actually arrived and they want their money. Otherwise, radio silence. Um, it is important to remember that Tesla typically builds cars for foreign markets at the start of a quarter because they take the longest to ship. They said that they hope to change that in the near future so that they smooth things out. 
So it could be that the white interior is possibly part of the holdup. I think I've heard rumblings that some other people are affected if they had the white. Um, I, matter of fact, I did have somebody on Twitter private message me and said that he had ended up switching and he was able to get a car right away. So it could be a holdup with the white. But again, since we're at the start of a quarter again, um, you know, they're largely probably throwing stuff over to Asia and, uh, and Europe right now. So keep the faith, Ronald. Tell your friend that it's coming. It's worth it. Don't change anything, especially if you want the white. That's my advice at this point. There, there has been a few delays on certain combinations. I mean, we, uh, we, uh, we have our friend Matt who went through all sorts of hell to get his delivery yes. date on his yes. SR Plus. That's who it was. It was Matt that told me. Matt Abita, yeah. Yes. Exactly, and his his case isn't isolated. And yet, my my friend Mike, who just ordered his, uh, which was white with black interior, um, was told uh, two to four weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, like just less than a week after he ordered it. Okay. Well, there you go. Next question comes from Andrew. When will they have a toggle for automatically moving out of the passing lane? I'm, I'm sure he's talking about navigate on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it kind of goes back, and now we don't have any more details of what he's really talking about or what his settings are. I've noticed on my car that I had to back off of Mad Max mode because I found it too aggressive in certain conditions. Um there are times when I like to linger in the passing lane when there's nobody around. Um, but giving it to move over, yeah, there's no toggle for that. Either you got to put the blinker on and get it to move over or hope to God that the thing figures out that maybe I shouldn't be in the passing lane. I, I think what he... I'm almost going to speculate here. What his question really is, is the ability to opt out of the car doing that. So if you're on a two-lane mm. for example, the left lane obviously is your passing lane. But if you're finding, for example, a lot of slow traffic on the right side, you may want to stay on the left. So I think I think it's more if you're on navigating autopilot, the option of not having the car automatically move out. Do you want to stay in that left lane just because traffic is flu- uh, moving more or uh, uh, fluidly? I I oddly find the car has gotten very good at figuring that out. Like in the earlier, like the, when I first got NOA, mm-hmm. it was bad at that. It would like, you know, you'd, it'd be trying to pull you back into the center or right-hand lane yeah. almost immediately after past a car. And like, well, wait a second. In about 30 more feet, you're going to tell me to get out of the lane again and move. And that's what it would keep doing. So to go in, out, in, out, in, out. I don't know about you guys, but I find now it's way more sensible. I mean, if there's a car like a quarter of a mile away in the center lane and I'm riding the left lane, It'll see it, and if you know if the speed delta is big enough, it's like no, I'm just going to stay here. And when you get past that last one, if there's really nobody ahead, poof, it moves you over. I I, I just found that it's just in the last week or two, it's decision making as to when to stay and when to to go back into the middle lane. It's gotten really good. I I wouldn't mess with it the way it's set up now. I agree, it's better, but there are certainly some times where um, there is edge cases. I, I would I would want it to just stay in that lane. Like it's it's not. I mean, it's it's arguably a passing lane, and I yeah. I totally get that. But if I know I'm just going to consistently keep yeah. going faster, why switch me out? Well, but, I have na- I have navigate on autopilot turned on for every time I use the system. But I find myself, especially if I'm in the HOV lanes and I'm heading south, mm-hmm. there are times when it wants to get out of the HOV lane. So I just press the button, disable it, just linger in the lane till I'm ready, and then I turn it back mm-hmm. on, and then it comes back. Well, so. that's it. You just flick flick your 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 indicator. That's it, and it'll just stay in the lane. Yeah. So that's your toggle for now, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until Take they that, give us another Andrew. option or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's our good friend, Andrew. We know He knows who, who it is. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. VIN 89, actually. Um, anyways, uh, Larry asks, any guesses on Model Y production ramp-up speed? Well, first of all, I want to say this about questions and how we answer things. Um, 
we try to provide as accurate information as what's available to us. We are not privy to Tesla's plans or options or what they do. We try to answer things when it comes to Tesla based on past history because they are a little bit of a creature of habit. And so we may make educated guesses. I mean, this is an educated guess at this point, so we can put our heads together. The consensus with Tesla with the Model Y is that given that they want to use 75% of the parts from the Model 3, we've talked about this on the show before, and if they don't rock the boat too much on the production line. Now, Elon has said that it will be better than Model 3. How much better? We don't know. Um, this the, the, the standard default plan for this is still being built at the Gigafactory 1 in uh, Reno, Nevada. Sparks, to be exact. Still haven't seen any dirt be moved around out there, so I don't know if they're going to expand the factory. We're getting to 2020, right? That thing's supposed to be finished by now. Anyways, um, I would believe that barring any kind of big issues and stuff, the production ramp on that should be fairly smooth. Keep in mind that there are always unforeseen issues, uh, robots breaking down, part supplies, uh, you know. So they said uh, fall of 2020, we're going to be safe and say probably... Mm, Maybe a couple of months later, it would not surprise me that volume on this thing. Well, look, we're going to talk volume here. Volume will be early 2021, maybe in the first quarter yeah. or two. It, it, this, you, you don't, car production is, is not, you don't flip a switch and make 500,000 cars. What? Uh, instantaneously. It doesn't work like that. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Uh, witness how much trouble Tesla went through with the Model 3. Now, given that they learned a lot from the Model 3 ramp, and now it's not an issue building the number of cars that they anticipated. So, anyways, um, I suspect that it'll be smoother, but it won't be without its issues. There may be some delays, um, but uh, if you're looking for a Model Y, I would uh, place an order as soon as possible and uh, just patiently wait and see what happens. Um, it, if anything, it will protect you against any potential price increases. <laughs> yes, that's true. Mm-hmm, exactly. All right, moving along here. Next question comes from Kyle. He says, can we make it a thing that all Tesla owners wave at each other when we see each other on the road? Um, no. <laughs> really? Well, I, I, you know, I like it. You know, our friend Ryan McCaffrey um, has tried this and um, didn't exactly quite work out. I mean, you know, the intent is there, and I get it. I try to make a point of waving at people as much as possible. It's Yes, it's a family, and yes, we're all in this together, but I don't find... I mean, Ian, you would understand this as well, being a motorcycle rider like I, I used to be. Um, yeah, it's common hand. You know, you always wave at the next motorcycle guy. Always Unless he's a Harley yeah. Davidson, and then they don't... No, 50, you have to be in another way. Harley. You know what, though? 50-50 chance where they get a wave back, right? Shout, <laughs> shout out to my American friends. When I ride in the U.S., I always get rides, uh, waves from Harley riders, even though I ride a sport bike. In nice. Quebec, no, they don't want to know from you. You don't exist unless you're riding another it's a, Harley. Yeah, they're very little cliquey group <laughs> yeah. sometimes, so. but, but all the power to them. Yeah, but, but funny this question should come up because my commute is exactly seven minutes, and I, I had, no word of a lie, three Model 3s come the other way on my, my five-mile drive home, and all three of them waved. Oh, nice. Yeah, we got it. We, it, it now, what kind of wave do you get? Do you get the queen wave? Do you get the three? Do you get... No, none of wave? the three. No, I, I haven't found any of the cool kids. Because that was Ryan wanted to do. Yeah. He wanted like three or something. Hey, I started sign. that during the camp out, man. I'm calling dibs on that. The three sign. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I started the gang sign, man, and, and during the camp out in 2016. Maybe somebody <laughs> did it before me, but I'm calling it for now. 
Okay. I am I am an inclusionary person. I like to wave as many drivers as I possibly can. Uh, but again, pay attention when you're driving. Do it at traffic lights and stop signs if you can. Uh, acknowledge pedestrians, cyclists, anybody who's doing something that's not trying to pollute the earth. Wave hi to them. Yep. I that's try to give thumbs part. up. I mean, I see a Chevy Bolt or a, a Leaf yeah. or something. I I, I, mean, I do too. I, I do I always too. give them a thumbs up. Yeah. 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 So uh, it it hard more than just but, Tesla. Yeah. But yeah, but like if I'm crossing on the highway where you get the glance from them, it's like, you know, that little nod, like, yeah, togetherness. The Tesla nod. That's it. Roll down your window, the, like, the, the hey, you're going for a ride? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from uh, Nahal. He says, do you have robust data showing charging 100% via supercharger would damage or degrade the battery in any way? Well, there is lots of data on this. Um, battery degradation is a real thing, and Tesla does not want you charging to 100% on a regular basis, mm -hmm. especially with supercharging. Um, we know that Bjorn Nyland's Model X, he does a lot of supercharging because he has a lot of miles on his car and stuff, and they have purposely downrated his charging speed on the car because, well, largely if you're doing that kind of stuff, um, Tesla's still on the hook for warranty. And they don't want to have to replace that battery if they ha if they can handle it. So if you do too much supercharging, they will throttle you. Um, but there is lots of data that 100% um, charge. I mean, uh, Test Loop down in the U.S. there that do that uh, route between Los Angeles and uh, uh, Nevada. Uh, they have several cars, including a Model S and a Model X, uh, and they do regular 100% chargers on, on superchargers. Yes, they've seen super. Uh, they've seen battery degradation upwards of six, seven, eight percent on their batteries. But again, their cars have got 300,000 miles on it. So most people are not going to put 300,000 miles. I did see a Model S today, officially, 850,000 kilometers. That's over Saw that on Twitter. Yeah, over wow. 500,000 miles. So, yeah, the cars last. So, yeah, again, to answer your question, um, de degradation is real. You don't want to charge 100% on, uh, on a regular basis, especially if you're supercharging. But then mm -hmm. again, you don't need to. The supercharging, when you use it within the combination and navigation system, is not about charging to 100%. It's it's enough to get you the buffer that you need to get to the new, to the next stop. It's it's designed to minimize your amount amount of time charging. And just while we're on the subject, getting to 100% in and of itself is not horrific. You don't want the battery to stay parked at 100% for a long period of time. So mm -hmm. if you're charging at home, let's say to 100, because you really want to stretch for a long trip, that's cool. Just time it so that you hit 100. You know. And you leave within the hour of it reaching there. Like, don't leave right. it twelve hours at night at a hundred. That's what stresses yeah. it out. Is a long time at a hundred. And it's, it's not to say it's not to say that I haven't charged hundred percent. I do do it when I have an extra long stretch. I have to go, especially in the winter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, also, Elon recently had a tweet where he responded to somebody saying that your best efficiency happens when you don't charge one hundred percent because you're. Um, uh, regen, regen is off. So your best efficiency for driving is when you're charging at 90% or lower. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so if you, so I was gonna say to Nihal, if you, if you want to make this easy, because I believe he's someone who doesn't have the option for charging at home, if you live near a supercharger and you want the best, best, best efficiency uh, using the supercharger, just charge your vehicle to the maximum at 90% and you'll be good to go. Okay. Next question, moving along, comes from, uh, oh, I, and I'm going to butcher his name. Sashadar. Sashadar, thank you. Sashadar Kaparthi. Okay. You're welcome. He asks, thank you, Eric. Um, at least we have somebody who's paying attention. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> All right, appreciate this question. He says, I haven't received my dual motor performance badge and spoil it yet. Will I get an email or am I supposed to contact 
Tesla service. Typically, well, what I've noticed is that um, if if you need the badge, you will either get it at a service appointment if they have them in stock or they're supposed to call you. Now, here in Ontario, usually at our Tesla owners clubs meetings, uh, we've had a couple instances where Tesla officially has come out and set up uh, mobile service booths. They set up a tent, whatever, and they can do uh, you know, on-site maintenance and stuff for people that need things. And they have been doing uh, badge and spoiler installs for the people that need them. If you want to get in touch with Tesla, I'll give you the email address. You should uh, check with them. Um, the email address I have on file is servicehelpna, that's North America, at tesla.com. And um, just uh, send them a quick email and just ask them what the, uh, what the status is of your uh, spoiler, if that's what you really want. Some people don't don't want the badges, but that's up to you. So, um, yeah, I would I would email them and just check on that. But normally they're supposed to contact you. But, again, you know, Tesla sometimes are a little bit overwhelmed when it comes to service things and stuff. So, um, But it's definitely something that mobile can do. You don't necessarily need to take your car into sale. No, they've, they, they can, they've been doing they uh, spoiler parties. I think I saw one in California yep. where they were mm-hmm. just blasting out spoilers the whole day. But, spoiler I, alert. Oh, God. Oh. I, of course. <laughs> May I just say for the record, Mr. Kaparthi, in my best Bill Clinton imitation – I feel your pain because <laughs> I'm dying to get mine. It's like no Montreal. That's right. You no, haven't no. gotten yours yet. No, no, I have not. No, mm. I really wanted it for the show, and it was like it was a no show for the show. Oh, mm. not quite mm. Eric level, but I tried. Okay, <laughs> there are third party ones though you can get. So we have some sponsors what out the there. Hell? I paid for it. The car. <laughs> okay. All right, next question comes from Tony. He says, why doesn't Model 3 wake up as I approach with iPhone to unlock the wall charger without having to open a door or a trunk? Well, that's a safety mechanism. Mine doesn't do that. I have to go and press the button. You know what's weird? Just to just to, I, I understand, to unlock the wall charger. Well, uh, then, then again, I have a key fob, so I'll take that. Yeah, but, uh, but to, to, you know, just uh, I could swear for the first three, four months I had the car, it was doing that. Like I could basically approach the car and it would it would unlock. And at some point I lost that. And now every time I come out um, to do it, like at the charger at work, I actually have to open up the app and either, you know, and it still won't unlock. You you, you do have to tap the door or wake up the car first, which is, I think that's changed. That's that's new. Yeah, it's, it's a convenience feature for sure that I think Tony would like to see, but an option too, I, I'm, let's say he's charging at home in his garage, uh, I would say just open the app when you're in the house, unlock the car, and when you get to the garage to just take the charging cable out, it's already unlocked. That's a good way to do it too. Yeah. There are ways you can troubleshoot too. I mean, you you know, unpair your phone, delete the app, reinstall the app, log back in, repair your phone. <sighs> That's a pain. You shouldn't have mm-hmm. to do that. Right. Um, but there are troubleshooting things. Again, if you're having issues, just just give Tesla a quick call. You do it on your phone. Uh, do it within the car. Yep. You'll Fastest get the way to get, do it. Yeah, you'll get good good response before. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, if you do it that way, so for sure. I don't. I don't think it's a bug though. I I, I could swear that I had that. Like it was. It's basically not a bug. Detect- it's a feature. Yeah. Ooh, no. It's it's <laughs> it's it's just. They just took it away. Is what they did. Uh, don't from what take I, it no. away. Don't they take away. my ludicrous mode away. Don't take my performance. My oh, launch mode. Oh, that, that, that bug. That's that another story. Too. Yes, oh, that's yeah. another story. I'll do mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Moving along. We got questions here. The next one comes from Steve. He says, is the $20,000 US ludicrous upgrade on the Performance S and X just the software unlock? You know, Steve, that's a really good question. I'm going to answer it this way. Based on how Tesla has been doing streamlining of options and production on the S and the X, I'm going to say it is a software lock. Um... 
you know, the battery that they're making, even for the standard range and the long range is, is a hundred kilowatt hour battery pack. All they're doing is they're software locking it. It would lead me to believe that the contactors that they use in there, the, the Inconel, I believe that's what it is. The contactors, all that other stuff. The pyrotechnic um, fuse. The pyrotechnic fuse. All of that stuff is actually included in every battery they make. So the $20,000 ludicrous thing, I'm going to say it's probably included in all the cars. So it's just the software unlock. Now, that was not always the case, though, Trev. No, it wasn't. Early, early P85, P90s, they were and different have, parts. And I have a friend who actually got his battery upgraded after the fact to get the ludicrous mode. So there was a time when it was a retrofit. But based on, I'm like I said, I don't have internal knowledge on this. I'm just going by how Tesla has been streamlining their options lately on the cars. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my neck out there and say that I think it's just a software lock. Okay. So, hope that answers that. Um, next question comes from Walt. He says, what's the status of the field upgrading of the FSD computer? Should those who have ordered FSD initially try to schedule um, of a few to uh, try to schedule for an upgrade? So, the answer is not yet. Tesla will contact you when the time comes. They did say that um, they were hoping to start them within a couple, three months or whatever. End of There's summer no, sounded right. Yeah, exactly. There's no sense in upgrading yet because the full stack is not up and running on the system yet. Yes, even though the cars are up and running right now, it's running under emulation, I believe, something like that. So it hasn't been 100% converted. So until they do that, you're not going to see any benefits. So don't be in a rush. So for those of us who have ordered FSD and stuff, we will be contacted by Tesla when the time comes. So um, yeah, there's no rush right now. So don't uh, don't get all steamed up about that. Uh, let's see here. Moving on. Next question comes from Lucas. It says, can I upgrade a standard range plus to stream and have a live traffic updates? Full premium interior would be nice too. Okay. So those of you who don't know, let me just pull up the uh, model three designer here so you can see what we're talking about. I'll just go to the interior so we can look at the options, the differences between the car. Sorry about that. Partial premium interior. Okay. So they're very, very similar to one another. So the premium interior, interior has uh, premium audio, which is 14 speakers in the subwoofer, the satellite view maps with live traffic visualization and navigation. That's the main one he's talking about. Um, since I don't have a Model 3 and I can't <laughs> log into my account and look at this, um, and I don't have a standard range or standard range plus, um, I'm going to say at this point that unless you've actually sprung for the full premium interior, which is included with the long range or the performance car, I don't think there's an upgrade possible. Even though technically that is just the software button you can press or Tesla can flip a switch, they may not offer it. So if it's not available to you right now, if you log into your Tesla account and go down and look at your car, click manage. And if you don't see anything down at the bottom as far as upgrades are concerned, other than maybe FSD if you haven't purchased, I'm going to say right now, probably not. Not to preclude that they can't do it in the future. But that thing is uh, literally just the software thing. Um, I think Mark Benton was the one who said he bought a standard range plus and he confirmed that the only difference with the with the navigation is that it does take traffic into account. It just doesn't display it. That's the yeah. main difference. Which is really the most important thing, right? I mean, I don't really care yeah. if it's displaying or not. I just want to make sure it knows it's there and it's rooting me around it. Yeah, it does. It just doesn't yeah. display it. So. Exactly. Okay. Uh, next question comes from David. He says, why can't the steering wheel scroll bars be mapped to more functions? Well, they can. They're contextual. Uh, you'll notice the scroll wheels on the Model 3 or even the SRX are not labeled. They're contextual. They change. So they can change via the software, and they have changed through software. 
Um, right now, still early days. If you want to see some kind of feature or whatever, I've been bugging Tesla. I'd like to be able to see navigate on autopilot settings be available on my right scroll wheel because on the S or next you can change what the scroll wheels can do on the fly. Um, I would like to see that. So it's not to say that they can't change it in the future. Um, if that's something you want, tweet Elon on Twitter. He seems to be responsive when he when he's not busy watching <laughs> 24 million people tweet at him all at once when he gets on. But um, um, or again, you know, send an email to Tesla. Use that uh, that email address I gave out a little bit earlier. Maybe he might be able to get through. Uh, by the way, I don't have a link right now, but Bob, Bonnie Norman uh, hopped onto Twitter there a few days ago and said, uh, "Hey, um, I'm collecting ideas for Tesla. If you got any, mm -hmm. uh, tweet at me, and I'll send them in." She she's got very good contacts inside of Tesla, so uh, check out Bonnie Norman and um, find her tweet and um, send it in. That's probably one of the best ways to get it there, David. Okay, next question. Two more here. Uh, comes from our good friend Jay. Good friend Jay. He says, uh, if Tesla has seemingly abandoned the robotic charging snake, uh, what are the potential alternatives in order to t uh, for Tesla to facilitate self-charging for the million level five full self-driving Tesla robo-taxis on the road by next year and the years to come? Is that me? Uh, fire and I didn't fire do trucks it. are going by. Oh, you can't hear that? All right, no, sorry. I got it. I, got I heard it. <laughs> okay. Well, Jay, my answer to that is just because Tesla's not talking about it doesn't mean they're not working on it. True story. Yeah, we don't know for a fact that they've dropped the uh, the snake charger. I mean, uh, well, listen, that, that um, came I up know, in conversation, didn't it, during the autonomy presentation? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I, I know there's a lot of people that have been talking. Well, what about wireless chargers? The problem with wireless charging is there's too many losses through induction, mm -hmm. so it's not conducive to doing supercharging through that. The supercharger really needs a physical connection to the car. Yes, you're right, with the robo-taxis coming out, that they're going to need some kind of physical connection. And the fact that the cars need to be able to park, they're not going to be necessarily able to do it properly all the time because people are morons and they don't park properly. And a lot of people don't know how to use the superchargers sometimes. So some kind of mechanism that's flexible is, in my opinion, going to be required to make this happen. The fact that Teslas did show the snake thing through that weird clip that's on youtube you can google that if you haven't seen it it's really creepy but anyways just google that <laughs> tesla robot snake on uh, on youtube i like and how that's be... creepy but something that cleans your house by itself is not yeah well that's a roomba that's a little different actually did you see the roomba the guy who hacked the roomba that swears every time it's a bunch of bumps yes. into stuff that's hilarious <laughs> not really it's awesome that's it's, how i'm uh, acting this is, too this, yeah, this is a family show so i won't show you the video but it's quite funny anyways look that up um, yeah, no, I think, um, I think the snake thing or some kind of variant or something along those lines is definitely in the works. But, um, again, we haven't seen it yet because it seems that Tesla's backed off on this idea of, uh, doing this cross country demonstration. Uh, they did their autonomy thing, not to say that they can't do it in the future. I think the first evidence is, uh, when we see these things, um, is that if they start deploying them to the superchargers, we'll have an idea what it looks like. Not to say that they can't do a stealth install like they did for supercharger v3 where they went down to cato road and they installed that uh that uh, that stealth um uh supercharger v3 just before the model y event i think just a few days before um yeah so something like that probably get installed on a private property or if they start uh, deploying them then we know what's going to happen so keep your eyes peeled for that jay i know a lot of people are going to go and do all kinds of weird stuff with that but anyways uh, last question of the evening comes from Jonas. He says, uh, hi, can you tell if a thousand miles of free supercharging now, 5,000 until the end of May, um, is how much you're allowed to charge at superchargers or you can charge until your car has reached a thousand miles totally driven. Thanks. Great 
uh, thanks for the great show. Well, thank you very much. Uh, what do you guys think? Hmm. I say that is your allowance that that is free until it's used up. But I know that we talked before the show, the 5,000 miles has to be used within six months. That's true. There's some fine print. A lot of people were not aware of that, including myself, because I did get onto some form, might have been mine. <laughs> and I told people, no, no, it's there. And then I was corrected. Uh, yes, it's definitely, it expires in six months. So, that seems kind of cheap. Like, you know, I could yeah. see using uh, in a year, 5,000 miles worth of shoes from charge. But I mean, in six months, boy, you got to get busy. Um, how, how many miles has Andy collected yet? Andy Sly? I don't know. He had 60,000 miles or something like that. <laughs> Come on. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, Man. he did. Yeah, he's never going to use that. <laughs> he drives a lot, but it's not that much. No. No. And uh, I mean, is, does the same thing apply? Or do you have like six months and then six months and then six months? Or do you have to use all 60,000 miles in the six months? Concurrently? Mm. That we don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of the questions. That's a lot to talk about for sure. Um, any last-minute thoughts before we sign off, gentlemen? I'm I'm going racing this weekend. Are you? Where are you going? I'm going to the uh, iCar circuit up here in uh, Mirabel for my first Gymkhana solo uh, event. Yes. Nice. We're going to see what Magneto lays down. Okay, you going to wear your sexy footed. pants? Yeah, I am. <laughs> you're going to put your camera on, right? Oh yeah, we're gonna have full camera, and as a matter of fact, we're gonna share the car. Uh, Brigitte and I are gonna are gonna take um, alternating turns. Nice. So yeah, yeah, good time. I, I will be sure to film the entire event. It Excellent. should be lots of competition too. Sixty six cars coming out, including uh, I will be with two other Model Threes. Excellent. Yeah. Well, if you want, I'll do a video for you. Send me the footage and we'll yeah, throw something on yeah, the no, we'll we'll fun. hook that up, man. We'll hook that up. Okay, cool. Well, since you're on the screen, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet if they want to have a chit-chat with you? Uh, easiest place is Twitter. Uh, the handle is at Ian Pavelko. You can also find me at two, the Tesla Owners Online Forum, where the handle is Mad Hungarian. And uh, if you're looking for some fine Tesla wear, of course, um, I would be so grateful if you'd support the cause. Uh, go to Teespring, T-E-E-S-P-I-R-N-G.com and look for Mad Hungarian Evolve Wear and you can find the original Evolve shirt, the Weapon of Mass Adoption shirt, and uh, soon to be a Model Y shirt. We're working on that as we speak. Links will be in the video and the podcast description. You can find that. Eric, our disembodied voice, where can people find you if they want to have a chit-chat with you? Uh, it's his website called Twitter, and it's it's really awesome if you like it. Twitter, uh, that's T-W-I-T-T-E-R. And my handle is a ECFIX, that is E-C-F-I-X. Excellent, excellent. Because there's nothing that EC can't fix. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy fix, really. It's, oh, it's, it's very simple. It's an easy fix. Oh, the king of puns is at it again. We gotta love it. Well, you can find me on Twitter, very active. The handle's Model 3 Owners. Check out the forum at teslaownersonline.com. And if you like the show and you'd like to, uh, you know, support us and stuff, uh, check out our Patreon page. You can find that at patreon.com forward slash Model 3 Owners Club. Yes, I haven't changed it, and I'm not going to, because that's where everybody finds us. That's it for this evening. Thanks for tuning in and uh, listening, no matter where you happen to be, and uh, check with us next week. Uh, we might have to do the show a little bit early, because I'm going on a trip next week. Anyways, <gasps> that's it for... Yes, yes, yes. I'll have more to say about that a little bit later. Damn Anyways, it, Trevor's that's it for... long, and then Trevor's leaving. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I got to keep the wife happy. So, of happy course. wife, happy life, right? That's it for this evening. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll see you next time. Bonsoir tout le monde.
Bye-bye.